2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
0: Baby, how are you? Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Jason Greger Show. That's a very fitting song because it is exactly how I feel right now. Sometimes you feel like you lose, and then all of a sudden, you have a rainbow after a cloud that just emerges. And all of a sudden, life is good. And uh, now things that uh, seem difficult suddenly are like, wow, that's not, uh, that's not that challenging. I can overcome this. No problem. And uh, that's exactly that's exactly how I feel today. Because the uh, Edmonton owners, who got me into this ridiculousness to begin with by losing to the San Jose Sharks joke. Uh, Connor Halley threw me an olive branch Back on uh, November 10th And uh, it came true Last night The Orders win five in a row And I can tell you now I only have to go until Friday The 9th Of February Like that feels like i I, I don't know how I've never been to jail I've never had a reduced sentence But I would just imagine that this is how it feels Nothing's breaking my stride if I didn't have to drive home last night, I probably would have got buckled right after the game. No joke. Because uh growing hair out, uh well, it's comical for everybody else. And uh, obviously, I try to have as much fun with it as I can. I'm not liking it. So, um it's still nine weeks. But, God, nine feels so much easier to do than 22. I could tell you that uh, without question. So, see how it goes but uh either way the uh the ring of Confidence is, uh, is coming in there's uh there's lots of laughs and that's fine I guess that's the whole point of it but uh, I do actually have a have an idea Connor at the very end on uh and nothing about it like nothing about anything else but just um uh, I'm a big fan of humor so uh, I have something that I think will uh will have the uh the listeners laughing somewhat well maybe at my expense and that's fine but um, that'll be uh, coming up in February. So I, uh, I look forward to it. So welcome to the uh, Jason Greger show where it feels like a reduced sentence for me today. It's always brought to you by uh, PlayAlberta.ca. Like I I feel probably how those people out there like you, if you want a grand for life for the next 20 years, you probably feel that. Like, well, maybe a little better. But I don't know. It'd be hard to feel better than I'm feeling right now. I'm not going to lie. Not at all. It's like a new lease on life. Great, so you can go to playalberta.ca. Get that. Uh, also, if you want to bet on the uh, Thursday nighter, oof, braver soul than I. Oof, my goodness, heck! If you're gonna watch the Thursday nighter, good for you because that is not one that uh, the Patriots and the Steel- now the Steelers. It's a big game for the Steelers. Let's make no mistake. They're seven and five, right? Make no mistake about it. But this is not. Um, this is not a game that is a reeking of wow. This is a must-watch game that I have to see, right? Uh, Kenny Pickett, of course, uh, not playing, so it'll be Mitch Trubisky and Mac Jones, the Eminem show tonight. Uh, Edmonton Oilers, oof, order fans, are you a believer again? The Edmonton Orders. If you were watching the game last night, and hey, we told you the start time, 7.52, I hope you were ready for it. Which really, 7.52 is the equivalent of 7.38 in Gary Bettman's world, just so you know. Okay? If Gary, if you ask Gary, it was a 7.38 puck drop last night, okay? We're all wrong. Our clocks were just 14 minutes fast, okay? Just telling you that. it's how the count works. But the Edmonton orders first shift. And, you know, I've said this all along. I like coaches who start their fourth line some games and their third line. And obviously you start your best. But you can't always start them. Even though it's only in the NHL, there's still something cool about starting a game. Right? Anybody who's ever coached kids knows starting, it's a big deal. You love it. You want to be out there. You want to get in the game as quick as you can. And trust me, NHL players are still kids at heart. Make no mistake. It's a game they're playing. They want to get a start. And so good coaches, I believe, over the course of an 82 game season, make sure their fourth line gets a few starts, make sure their third line gets a few starts. I understand that your top guys get the majority You're like, oh, we got to have a good start, even though we all know there's not many goals in the first minute of the game. I understand it. But last night, Fogle, great four check, creates a turnover, puts in front Ryan McLeod, who didn't score a goal. Up until the empty netter against Winnipeg, suddenly had two goals in a span of uh, 48 seconds. So, good for him. And then they changed. 28-second shift. 19 seconds later, boom. Matthias Ekholm scores. And was a very set play? If you watch how Ekholm, the minute McDavid got the puck, Ekholm comes down from the point. He's wide open in front. The play worked to perfection. And the Orders are up 2-0, 41 seconds in. Did you know the Edmonton Orders began playing the NHL in 1979-1980? So uh, do the math. This is their uh, 42nd NHL season because there's one that no one played. I oh, don't no, Maybe it's 43rd. I have to double check that. Either way, 43rd. They have only one time had two goals quicker to start a game. So many of you, you probably didn't even see because did you know that actually happened in March of 1982? Mark Messier, Dave Lumley, scored two goals in 24 seconds to start the game. That's the quickest. So uh, two and 41 seconds, you don't see it very often. If you're like, what is happening? Two goals on two shots. The orders are up 3-0, then they just kept rolling. They're up 4-0, which is exactly what Carolina was up on the orders when they were in Carolina a few weeks ago. And Edmonton just kept pedal to the metal, end up winning 6-1. Matthias Janmark, his first ever three-assist game in the National Hockey League. McDavid, ho-hum, another three assists. McDavid has 16 points in the five-game winning streak. Hmm, Not bad. The Orders have 13 skaters with a goal in this five-game winning streak. 17 skaters with a point. Stuart Skinner, well, he doesn't have a point. He does have a sparkly 943 save percentage. He's only allowed eight goals on 141 shots. Not bad. So the the Oilers are suddenly rolling. And uh, if you do want a little pre advanced scouting, their next opponent, a team that's also made a coaching change and is also rolling, the Minnesota Wild, as they are in Vancouver tonight to take on the Canucks in a busy night in the National Hockey League. So uh, Minnesota, Edmonton gets another scheduling break. 13 games tonight, but Minnesota was in Calgary Tuesday, in Vancouver Thursday. They'll be in Edmonton tomorrow night. It'll be their third game in four nights. Their second half of a back-to-back. It's a scheduling advantage for Edmonton. The owners didn't even skate today. They had meetings. They did some film work, but they weren't on the ice. So they'll, they'll have a full skate tomorrow morning. And then they'll be ready to roll. And obviously they're not making any lineup changes. Why would you? Team's rolling. The uh, They did make one change today, maybe a few weeks overdue, but still the right move. Philip Broberg has been reassigned to Bakersfield, and uh, Ben Gleason will uh, come up, and he'll be happy. He'll get an NHL paycheck. Uh, He'll practice with the Orders, but he's not drawn in the lineup unless there's an injury. That's just how it's going to go. The Orders' defense is playing very well right now. No reason for a change, and this is good for Broberg. He needs to play, and he needs to play minutes. Philip Broberg has played, I think it's 101, actually, 101 minutes in actual time on ice this season, one oh one. he will go down to Bakersfield. He'll play a game tomorrow. He'll play a game Saturday. He'll play a game Tuesday. He'll play 20 minutes a night. In five days, he'll play 60 minutes of hockey. Basically 60% of what he's done in the first two months. This is needed for Broberg. I wouldn't understand anybody who questions this decision. This should be applauded by every Oiler fan. It's the right move. And it doesn't mean that Philip Broberg's a bust, okay? He was only drafted in 2019. He still played the fifth most games amongst defensemen who were drafted in that draft. Everybody matures at different lengths. It's just how it is. Now, he might never live up to your billing of a number eight overall pick, that's valid. That's a fair statement. But I think a bust at this point is probably a little bit unfair. I haven't seen enough of Philip Broberg. He's only played 79 NHL games, and the the number of games played is is somewhat skewed when you look at a lot of those games. He's playing four or five minutes. Like, How much experience are you gaining in four or five minutes? Basically, you're just like, okay, don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Move the okay, Get off. 30 seconds. Okay, great. I didn't make a mistake. And that's kind of how you go. So, It was, um, you know, it's the right move by the Edmonton Orders. And, uh, you know, hopefully Philip Broberg looks at this and says, you know what? This is where I need to be in my career right now, development-wise. I need to be playing, and I need to be playing a lot. So, we'll see. Um, Guess what? Month of giving. Uh, I had a great day yesterday, and we got an awesome package for you today, courtesy of the Glendale Golf and Country Cub, it's a membership for the 2024 golf season at the Glendale. This is, uh, allows full access to the tee. In the past, it was limited, and they're like, no, 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 no. We're opening up, baby. So you, you want to tee off at 6 in the morning on a Saturday? Well, fill your boots, or I guess in this case, your golf shoes. Uh, you have club storage, uh, driving range, all that's included in your dues. Your immediate family members, so your spouse, your partner, any dependents, They become social members at no additional charge. They get access to all the facilities and the outdoor pool. This is a game changer. So maybe your spouse isn't into golf as much as you. You say, well, I'm going to go golf. You can just get to relax. You get to sit by the pool. It's got two pools. There's a little small one. So if you have little kids, so you don't have to worry. Young three and under, they can just hang out in there, splash. You don't have to worry about them. And then there's a pool. You want to do some jackknife, some cannonballs, whatever you like. Off the diving board, you got it. And there's a huge area to play soccer and frisbee and all sorts of different things. Hit the driving range. It's an amazing facility. So. This is uh, one where uh, you can't just go out and uh, use. You're going to have to buy all your share. This is essentially for you. You get a trial run where you get to try it out and see, is this going to be as good as I want it to be? So you want in on that? 833-401-1440. 833-401-1440. I can tell you the course, if you're a golfer, it's in immaculate condition all the time. And uh, you'll love it. It's uh, it's great, great. So we'll uh, take your bids at that. Uh, also, uh, you can always text us in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Be wise, rent rise. Hey, did not feel good. Get a little snow today. I was up shoveling. It was just a great morning, man. I love. It, it was beautiful. It's I was only like minus two, and uh, and away uh, you're uh, you're shoveling. It's nice out. But uh, be wise, winterize right now at JiffyLubeService.ca. No appointment necessary, warranty approved. Hey, Gregor, it's almost like a stay of execution. Well, ah, maybe. Although, like, I was dying a little bit inside, but I didn't feel like I was dying. Like, I still knew I was eventually going to uh, uh, get to the the trimming stage. But now it's just moved up a little bit. So... That's uh, it's fantastic. I'm I'm quite excited, Rusty. I'm quite excited. So, hey guys, what are the chances order go undefeated in the homestand? Well, it's one game. Now, if they go undefeated in the homestand, that means they've won ten in a row. We'll we'll see. Hey, Gregor, that hair looked like uh, looked good on the dad. On everybody loves Raymond, (laughs) Dean. Hey, Dean, like I said. I, I, I have no arguing. It's not a great look for me. I understand it. I'm fully aware of it, which is why I'm ecstatic that it'll be uh, ending in only thirteen weeks. Thank God. Thank goodness. Hey, Greg, it's February 9th, five days before da- Valentine's, it could work out very well for you. Oh, trust me. There's a uh, first time in my life I've had to wear a toque in the bath in the bedroom. Go on. Figure it out. So there you go. Took on my head, gentlemen. So safety first, kids. Safety first. We got uh, a few bids coming in. Start out at uh, 500 from uh, Dean. Now we're up to uh, uh, 1,000. And now we're up to uh, 14, 1,500 from, uh, I think it's uh, Kirk went to uh, 13. And uh, who's at 15, Cons Kelly is up to 15. Kelly's at 15. Well, yeah, we got, uh, hey, we got a long way to go. This is a great, great package. Uh, you're going to love it if you're a golfer. It is amazing. So text in your bid, 833 401 1440s. Hey, boys, Zach Hyman leads the league in five-on-five five goals, three more than Matthews. Got to love it as an Oilers fan. Maybe that's a closer comparison. Ikeed, keyed, Well, hey, Zach Hyman, the guy's on fire. He's got 15 goals tied for sixth overall, as you mentioned, uh, leading in five-on-five goals. And you know what? He says, hey, I'm always trying to improve. Now, he did wisely say, like, that Connor McDavid play on Hyman's hat trick. Like, did you see Hyman's reaction after he scored? He was like, basically, he's looking at him like, are you kidding me? Like, that was what... McDavid's made a lot of wow plays. That was one of... His greatest plays that doesn't get talked about because he didn't score. Watch it again. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, McDavid's right now. He's he's clearly 100% healthy. He's got his confidence. He's got his swagger back. Like, he's just shredding the opposition. Shredding it. He's averaging three points a game. Down the stretch here, and... You know what? And the one game, he only had one point. He had 14 points in the other four games. So it's, uh, it's nice. hey, Greg, Zach, Glendale pools, it's sick. It feels like you're at a 5 stories art or something from Sean. Oh, I know. It's unbelievable. Honestly, I tell people if, if you're going to go there, I've been a, a social member to Glendale for many years. It's phenomenal. Hey, there's great people there. Get to meet new people a lot of the time. Cause who's not in a good mood in the summer when you're sitting outside the outdoor, you're just sitting by the outdoor pool? Right? If your kids are there, like, whatever, they're playing in the pool, it's unreal. Or they're over, they're playing soccer, you're just sitting out there, you know, maybe you've got a little suntan lotion on, having a snack, having a beverage, you're just like, Phew, life's pretty good. And if you're a golfer, then you love it even more. So uh, Jay is now up to, to uh, 2,500, and we are off and running. Coming up on the uh, program today, Gord Stellick will uh, join us, uh, former NHL uh, GM. Uh, Bronte will be by. Terry Ryan will join us from uh, 3 o'clock in the 3 to 4 hour today. It'll be the Ryan hour because we have Terry Ryan. Then we have Bobby Ryan. No relation. Ryan's rant. Uh, we'll get to uh, Jason Smith from uh Fox Sports. Shohei Otani watch and a little NFL chat with, uh, Smith. we'll hear from, uh, Mark Spector. Also, uh, Luke Pierce, the, uh, Oil Kings head coach will, uh, join us. And speaking of the Oil Kings, Saturday night is Star Wars night for the Oil Kings. And it's brought to you by Sports 1440. So, uh, we're doing, we're having a little fun. Connor's going to go. I'm going Declan. We'll I'll be there at the game. Uh, we're going to be sitting in section 122. We got, uh, some giveaways for people. You can sit in our section. We're only giving away stuff to people in our section, okay? So if you want to go to the Old Kings game, just go to oldkings.ca. You can get your tickets for 20 bucks, but make sure you pick them in section 122, 122, for this Saturday night, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Somebody in our section is uh, is going to win a, a very cool prize that we are going to uh, draw uh, during the game. You will be selected from our section. You get the private guided tour of the Oil Kings room and uh the uh the Hall of Fame room and Rogers Place but you're going to be in the Oil Kings room like during the like the game's on and you'll be there. You'll get to see everything. So, you know what? The there might be some of the coaching stuff you'll see up on the whiteboard. So, it's a pretty cool in-game experience. Uh, we'll have some hats and other uh, uh giveaways as well. Now, if you want to dress up as your favorite Star Wars character, go right ahead. You just want to come and enjoy. There's going to be tons of Star Wars characters all around the concourse. So if you have some kids or huge Star Wars fans, it's, uh, it's a it's pretty fun night, right? the uh, The light show that they have at this game is pretty awesome. They're playing the Medicine Tigers, Tiger. Should be a good game. So you can go to allkings.ca and uh, you can get your tickets there. Just make sure you get them in section 122. Then uh, you'll sit around us. You have a chance to win all sorts of cool prizes at the game on Saturday. Take a quick break. Uh, we'll return. Gord Stella joins us next on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Two twenty-four. How you doing? We had uh, Mike at twenty-five. Kelly uh, came in at uh, three thousand. We have Cam was in at four, and now Kathy is in at uh, forty-five hundred. So uh, nice. This is for the uh, Glendale. Associate membership uh, with uh, full access to the green fee this year. That's kind of a little change. You used to be limited. Not anymore. Now you get everything, baby. Club storage, all the ranges included. Of course, your immediate family members become social members, get to hang out with the whole family at the pool. Uh, you'll love it. Absolutely love it for the 2024 season at the Glendale Golf and Country Club. I haven't even mentioned we're helping out the Christmas Bureau, by the way, which makes it even uh, more awesome for you. And uh, it's a great donation from the Glendale, and uh, we'll raise a lot of money for the Christmas Bureau. So, uh, excellent start today at uh, 45 Hundo. You can text in your bid, 833 401 1440. As we get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by the Spruce. Grove Saints. Exciting AJHL action. Uh, You can see it all the time uh, down at the Grant Fear Arena as the uh, Saints, uh, with the new seating in the uh, AJHL, the standings. It's all one division this year. So uh, it's going to make it a little bit more exciting. I think you're going to have, I would guess, some uh, more unique playoff matchups. And uh, you can see the uh, Saints in action. Go to sprucegrove saints.ca as they are home tomorrow night to take on Okotoks. There you go. We are joined now by uh, former NHL uh, GM, a uh, current uh, host and analyst on SiriusXM, Gord Stellick, joins us. And uh, Gord, I appreciate your time. I, I do want to ask, as, as a GM, what do you make of a coach consultant in Ottawa?
1: Uh, well, Jason, good to be on. I, I got to tell you, uh, two minds about it. At first, when I read the announcement, um, I wasn't big on it. Then, when Jacques Martin had his press conference, um, I'm, I'm, I liked it. And I'll, I'll tell you, it, like it. At first, you're thinking, okay, who's in charge? If the players have any question, who's in charge? Well, the coach, the coach is screwed. But I think this was kind of a unique circumstance that. Uh, let's face it, G.J. Smith, uh, fans were calling for his head. Probably was on the firing line, but one thing, and Elliot Friedman's talked about this quite a bit in Ottawa, that the players have said to Steve Steyos and Mike, Michael Andlauer that they, they don't want any more white noise. This is an organization, too much white noise, and they've already had too much with the Shane Pinto and the Dodonoff decision and that kind of stuff. So I think it was looked at that, you know, and after, J- Jason, I thought about it a little bit, I said, there's so many people now within organizations, but where does a coach, if a coach, and I mean if you're a strong coach and you know you're running your own ship, you know, like say Cooper in Tampa Bay or whatever, but if it's um, a rocky road or whatever, who do you talk to? You don't want a general manager coming down on your butt all the time criticizing you. Just like in a lot of cases, general managers now have a president who's a conduit between the owner. And in some ways, in this case in particular, I don't think a 71-year-old Jacques Martin is a threat at all, or looking to become a head coach. So, I like the idea after that that it, you know, rather than rather than say firing DJ Smith, they looked at this as a kind of a resource, someone he could talk to. Obviously, Daniel Alfredson's fingerprints are on that being a part of the organization. So, uh, I thought it. I uh, after I thought about it, I uh, I didn't mind it at all.
0: You now, I can understand the players saying, you know, they don't want any more chaos or anything like that. They want it to be calm. And so, you know, I guess they're putting the onus on themselves. Well, they got to start playing better, right? Like you, Ottawa, this was a the year, there's lots of people who picked the Senators to be a playoff team and they expected them to be close. Now, I know they played fewer games, so that, that's part of it here, but they're still dead last in their uh, in their division and dead last in the conference. Like, it's just not good enough.
1: Well, I mean, you got a similar situation in Edmonton and Minnesota, really. You know that uh, the Jay Woodcroft's a good coach and Dean Everson's a good coach, and just whatever it was. At some point, it's up to the players to you know, to get back and play at the level that you expect of them. So, I agree with you about the Ottawa Senators, 100. percent You know that that's a team. Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo were three teams that should be knocking on the door, the playoff door, in the Atlantic Division. I mean, things think fans have put up with to you know a lot of years of different forms of rebuilds, and right now Detroit's the only one of the three that's kind of reaching fruition that way. So Ottawa, what a stupid schedule. Not just the fact there's so few games, so many at home. Like when you're struggling, you want to get on the. First of all, early in the season, you you want to knock off a whack of games. You know, you you've got that energy going. You want to knock off some road games. You want a road trip to get the guys together and that. And and they've had a schedule that really. And I, and I know you only control to a degree. It to a degree, but hasn't been doing many favors. But you're right about. I forgot that Tarasenko was on the team until they got a couple of goals the other night. I mean, these are the kind of players that got to start. They got to start delivering. You're 100 percent right on that.
0: Gordon Stalik, uh, join us. Uh, Gord, being a GM, uh, you know, you've made the calls and it's like November and December. Are, are, there's not a lot of trades, except if you're Patrick Alvin this season. Now, he's the one guy who's wheeling and dealing. But for the most part, I'm guessing there's not trades because some teams like, well, I'm not sure what I have. I, I want to be patient. I don't want to make a knee jerk reaction to my team. But if you're Brad Treleman you just look at their defense core. Like, they need three other NHL defensemen. Like, you can't continue to have that many non-NHL defensemen. Giordano's hurt, and, you know, uh, you know even when Lilligren comes back, that still leaves two open spots. How, how urgent do you think it is for the Leafs to go out and find a defenseman?
1: Well, the, the urgency's been tempered a bit by the fact that, you know, these guys have actually played half-decent. Like, it's not like the Leafs have been giving up more than three goals in regulation time in very many games. But to the, your point, uh, yeah, correct, He's got to address that one, at least two defensemen are expected by the trade deadline. With John Klingberg now out for the season, it's freed up some of that cap money that was, you know, looked as an impediment when he went after Zadorov from Calgary. So that, so that, that's obviously obviously a priority for Brad, Brad for Living. I mean, I, I kind of kidded about it. I said that uh, it, it's funny, when you mention being an ex-GM, I, I know it's a very different decade, but it's a constant dance. You are always talking trades, even though trades, even though there's more important things in an organization, like it's about, you know, how you draft well, how you develop your players well, uh, a great coaching system in place, a great scouting staff in place, uh, you know, the certain gold standards with it, on and off the ice, and, and the teams like you know Tampa Bay, for example, have been that for a number of years. But trades are sexy, and you always are talking trades with other general managers. Like it comes up, it's always there. Uh, who do you like? What do you like off our team? What are you hearing around the league? So it's, a, it's kind of a constant dance. that starts revving up for all the general managers to varying degrees. And there's no question. You know, one thing, Kyle Dubas, year after year, has given up a lot of assets. The Leafs have moved a lot of draft picks for, future, for presents that haven't worked out. I mean, they've kind of traded like a team that should have won a stand. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: ...cut by now. So that limits your living a bit because some of those assets are gone. But def- a defenseman is priority number one. But as far as the urgency, it's diminished a bit by the fact they've been giving half-decent defensive play of late.
0: Gord Stelica uh, joins us uh, from uh, Sirius XM, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Gord, uh, I watch him and I still can't understand how their power play can be this bad. They had a five on three last night and did nothing, right? Like they had the one chance and it was like Vasilevsky knew exactly when it was going to Malkin. Like it, it's it's mind-blowing to me. Like when people say, oh, there's too much talent, I'm like, give me a break. There's too much talent. The owners have lots of talent. They figure out how to score in the power play. You know, Washington, Toronto has lots of talent. They figure out how to do it. Um, what do you make of this just wretched Penguins power play?
1: So Jason, put it in context. They're 0 for 34, right? <laughs> So that means, imagine you're any one of the 31 other NHL teams. You're taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins with Sidney Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Eric Carlson, Jake Gensel, and company. They're going to play a man advantage. You're going to be a man short for the entire game. For the entire game, you're going to be a man short against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you're going to shut them out. Give me a break. Holy macro! Like you know, you put the, it's it's it, it is com- incredibly baffling. Now they're not out of it; they're they're kind of scuffling. You know, they're kind of around the playoffs. Uh, there's been a little bit of inconsistent play, but their power play has been consistently bad, and that is a strange one. That is a strange one. And obviously, again, they have coaches and they scout it and they do a lot of things. And I I, I don't break down the integrity so much. I, I'm just I'm all, I, in in a perverse way. I'm fascinated how this could be because all I know was uh, for years if you're cheering for a team that's or, or working with a team or covering a team that is against the Pittsburgh Penguins, that power play comes the on the ice and you're going, Oh my goodness, you know, uh, you know, batting down the hatches. So it is it is mind boggling that that statistic.
0: Yeah, that's it is. It's crazy. Like I don't like hey, confidence is a, is a thing and I think even for a for a group like that right now, their power play just has no confidence. Like the, they look robotic moving the puck.
1: Well, you, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, you're uh, even guys like that. Whether you want to call it confidence, the edge, whatever, um, and and you know, you, you lose it, you lose it. You're, they're human, and you're you're right. Right now, it's the kind of thing that when it's uh, I, I remember like uh, a, a long time ago, Scotty Bowman talked about the Montreal Canadian power play. He said. We didn't practice it much because Guy Lafleur always screwed it up in practice. But when the game was on, they just went by natural instinct. You know, and, and uh, Pittsburgh has players kind of comparable. Maybe not that the, they're certainly not in their prime, though maybe a little bit different, but like like the great Montreal teams back in the Guy Lafleur area. And so a lot of it you think should be from instinct. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's that's just that's just not happening. It's a very unimpressive-looking power play as well.
0: Gordon Selleck joins us. Gord, uh, Rod Brindamore with one of the greatest in-game interviews I've seen in a while last night. God, we could lose 50 nothing right now. He wasn't happy, uh, with this team. Uh, you know, his goaltending, it's, it's unreal how bad their goaltending is. Now, I know their team defense at times hasn't lived up to their standards, but you got to get some more saves. You, you look at, uh, you know, at Don Waddell and uh, like, there's not a lot of goalies out there. But he's got to try to do something because, like, with Freddie Anderson out indefinitely with the the blood clots and your other two goalies' combined save percentage is like 860.
1: Yeah, you know, you kind of faced that in Edmonton earlier on when it just wasn't happening for Jack Campbell. And, and I thought at some point they would, you know, go get one. There's so many teams right now with three goaltenders. It seemed so many teams took, kept three goaltenders, they expected Tampa Bay to jump on one on waivers with Vasilevsky out, so never had that opportunity. And, yeah, you're, in Carolina's case, and, and Don Waddell's going to get one. I mean, Don Waddell's going to get one. He's also going to get a score uh, at some point. This Carolina team is, is uh, you talk about uh, being a little bit off the ropes in the regular season. They are. Uh, Brindamore was fantastic <laughs> that sound soundbite during the game. And, I, you know, in, in some ways it looks at that, hey, you know, they're they're going to listen to him. He's got a chance now to shake up the team as far as, you know, get, read the Riot Act and, and getting back to basics or fundamentals and, and uh, those kinds of things. Because over an 82, course, uh, 82 game season, you know, I mean, teams have ebbs and valleys along the way. And for the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, this has been a pretty uneven start. So I think, I think they're going to hear a lot more from Rod Brindevoir. I love his candor. Like you said, we don't play like this. This is the worst game yeah. I've seen us play. And, uh, and now, you know, you had that in Edmonton a couple of weeks ago about what, what are you going to do about it?
0: Patrick Kane, uh, hip resurfacing, it, it's difficult to come back from. Uh, there's, there's no question about that. Uh, you know, he said, you know, some days, you know, he feels about 65%, other days he feels great. So, you know, what, what, what's your realistic expectations of Kane in Detroit?
1: Well, you know, personally, having had a hip replacement many, many years ago, I understand the severity. I know he did not have a replacement, I know he had something similar that Ed Jovanovsky had at. Nicholas Baxstrom had, and really didn't work out in either case. Now, I also know that the technology almost improve, improves every month, not every year. Yeah, almost like every month. And and uh, and I thought Emily Kaplan had a great article and talked to the surgeon that did it. And and you know, there's there's feelings that his is in a different category than the others I just mentioned. So, so we'll see. I mean, it, it is a wait and see. It's great to have him back in the game. I think in some ways you take some baby steps early on. Uh, obviously, uh, he's got to be in a lot less pain, which is great. And he, we didn't see anywhere near 100% Patrick Kane at least last season and maybe the year before. So uh, I, I I hope it's a, a better story rather than, say, Nick Baxter right now and the, and, and the frustration he's going through.
0: Yeah, Baxter, uh, sadly, it looks like uh, his career is over. Uh, one last one for you, Gord. I appreciate your time. You, you look at Alex Ovechkin, and uh, you know what? It's obviously been maybe one of the slowest uh, 20-some game stretches of his career. The Capitals just can barely score. Their power play somehow is worse than Pittsburgh's, which is mind-blowing uh, to me. Is this just a, a slow start for Ovi, or do, are, are you concerned that you know, maybe we're seeing a significant drop-off and you know, his run for Gretzky's record might take more years than we thought?
1: Yeah, he's only human. You know, He's only human. He's been incredibly durable. He's a physical player. He plays a hard game. And I, I don't know, I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to, you know, give them the bend for the doubt. It was, uh, the Caps have slowed down of late, but they had a stretch where, even though they're, they're viewed as too old and too slow, they were winning games without OB scoring for a little bit there. Like, I thought that, you know, they'd be losing games, but OB would be scoring, a, you know, a, a ton. And, uh, and that hasn't happened. Backstrom not being there would be a part of it. It'll be interesting night, tonight as they take on Dallas about getting Kuznetsov back in the lineup. I mean, Spencer Carberry, give him credit. He made him a healthy scratch. He's got to play better. Mm-hmm. He's got to get his head into the game, you know, whether it's for the team and, you know, also for helping Ovi whenever that opportunity may present itself. So uh, I'm, I, I never thought Ovi would catch Gretzky. I thought it was insurmountable. And then the last couple of years, to Ovi's credit, uh, I, I believed he would and uh i still believe he will but uh but the pace is a lot slower so i think it probably brings it a little bit into question at this point
0: yeah at least i think man he might play till 45 if he has to chase that record cuz Cause cause really you know in the grand scheme of it he's very very close but it's difficult to score um, Could I see Ovi suddenly get hot for a few weeks? Yeah, I could easily. So that's why I'm not ready yet to write him off. But there's definitely you know, you, you wonder if like a lot of people thought it'd be a no brainer. Did it next year? Well, I think next year now he'll have to have a massive uh, rest of this season to make next year realistic. It's probably not going to be till the following year. And then one last final one. I lied. The Olympics scored. Yeah, uh, like the NHL just out of nowhere talks about ah, we don't have the facility there, which you know, makes me—it's like they're trying to prepare everybody for not having an Olympic uh, team again. What do you make of that, and how big of a loss will it be for the NHL not going to the Olympics, if any?
1: Oh, they got to go. They got to go. They got to find a way. And I think you know Gary Bettman saying that. If you look historically, and Elliot Friedman wrote it his thirty-two thoughts. Um Olympic, Olympic ven- venues are fraught with a history of 11th hour getting it done, okay? I mean, that's just a lot about things running behind, projects running behind, buildings running behind, and then then they have a massive influx of labor on that to make sure it gets done in a timely fashion and is ready. So, uh, hey, I, I would be bitterly disappointed if that wasn't the case. So I'm still remaining confident.
0: Gord, thanks so much for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Uh, continue all the great work. I love listening to your show. Thanks very much, Jason. Have a good one. That is Gord Stellick from Sirius XM. Uh, 241, Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Uh, we are up to 4,800. What a great first hour in the month The giving. we'll tell you what it is when we return with Bronte and more on The Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 245, welcome back. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. We had uh, Kathy go to uh five thousand and now Douglas is in at sixty or sorry, fifty five hundred dollars for the uh social membership at the Glendale Golf and Country Club for the twenty twenty four season. That includes full access to the uh tea as a regular shareholder would have. Club storage range is included, all your, your immediate family become social members, no additional charge. Oof, it's an unreal facility. And I've had the pleasure of being a part of it for a few years. I can tell you just the pool, man, it's amazing. There's lots of lawn area. Just relax. Uh, get to meet a lot of great people. Uh, you come in there on sometimes on a Friday night. It's plus 25 outside. and oof, Just relax, dip in the pool, get a little suntan. Thank goodness I'll be having a haircut by then. Whew. Thank goodness. For everybody there, more than me probably, because to look at it, it's not great either. So uh, there you go. Now, Let's get to the oil report brought to you by VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. Award-winning dealership, 12 years running, and they are the top Volvo dealership in all of Canada. They want to thank you for your continued support. And if you're looking for a great vehicle, get great pricing, stop in this weekend in person or go online, see what they have at dot. As uh, Robin Brownley from Motors Nation joins us once again. Hey Rubes, is your hearing aid
3: working? <laughs> so I am so sorry, man. Yeah, everything is everything is good. Uh, I've even got my little my it's these things nowadays, Gregor. It's unbelievable. They're hooked up to your phone. You can adjust it with your phone while it's in your head. So. I'm ready to go. I won't be answering questions that you asked me not to answer. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be good. I was
0: like, is Brownlee day drinking over there? What is going on? Oh, the text line was funny though. I should have sent you a picture of a few of the text lines. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. Um, uh, Rod Brindamore looked like he wanted to be drinking during that game last night. Uh, he was not happy with his team, but uh, let's focus more on the Edmonton orders. Uh, they had a break and they came out. Um, I love Chris. Knobloch going with, you know, the a line that doesn't start a ton. And then they reward them. Now it's so much easier to want to start those guys again. But uh, McLeod and Fogel came out flying. So did Matthias Janmark. Has a, a first-time-ever three-assist game. Fogel scores, McLeod scores, and the orders dominate the Canes from start to finish.
3: You know, I heard you talking about that earlier, and I, I completely agree. The thing for me is... All three of those guys came out and played really well. I mean, that goal, I mean, it was later in the game, but that goal by Fogel when he busted up the middle after getting that loose puck, I mean – that was like he had booster rockets attached to his rear end. I mean, they weren't, they weren't catching him on that. And it was a real nice finish. Yan Mark, you know what? He sneaks up on you. At least he snuck up on me. I see him at the start of the year. I mean, I know what his history is. You can look up his numbers and I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, he's been really good. <laughs> he's a smart player. Um, and you know, M- McLeod. He got that other one there. Hey, we talked about that. The empty netter with the big smile and the and the razzing from his teammates comes and gets another one. You know, it, sometimes a little thing like that gets you started. Two's a lot better than none. You know, we'll see what happens the rest of the way. But that third line was really good the whole game.
0: Oh, that line was good. The Hyman-McDavid line also uh, was exceptional. I, I know oh. because he's made so many. And, like, first of all, Hyman's first goal... Like, his kind of little behind-the-back spin move out of the corner, that was, like, that's a high-skill play. And then Nugent Hopkins pass on a second goal, and then the McDavid play on the third goal. Like, the three goals by Hyman were all elite plays by a different guy on the line.
3: Yeah, you know, what I notice about uh, Hyman, Jason, is this we give him, uh, you know, the first thing that jumps out at you is he'll grab the puck and he'll go to the net and you'll go to the net hard. And uh, it's not always fancy. Sometimes it's a matter of will over skill with him. But I tell you what that first goal was, was skill uh, uh, to the nines. I mean, that movie made, like you said, um, was, was terrific. And, you know, and then he got the gimme from McDavid. Where for the third one, I mean, that was going to the right place. You know, there's the other guy. I know he gets all he gets all the headlines and the ink. Connor McDavid had himself a hell of a game last night. Um, you know, he was moving, he was going, and when he, you knew he was going to be looking for Hyman in that situation, and and all he had to do was put the puck in the net. But you're right, uh, everybody, everybody on that line um, was pretty good but uh, Hyman is just don't write him off as a try hard he'll get you 20 guy because that might have been the ticket or the book on him coming in he'll get you more than 20 now he'll get you 30 and some of them will be uh, pretty like that one last night
0: yeah, he, well, he's leading the NHL in five on five goals right now. He's having himself a fan, like a lot of people, yeah. ah, geez, 83 points. Well, he, that might not be his career high the way he's going uh, so far this season for the uh, for the Edmonton orders um another solid game defensively by Edmonton and to me I think that's the most important I knew the offense would come they one of the they were the best offensive team in the league last year them scoring goals isn't going to surprise anybody but the fact now they've won 5 in a row they've only allowed eight goals to me that's the storyline here for the Edmonton orders
3: Yeah absolutely and you know I didn't uh, uh you know I didn't look into any of the advanced stats Jason but you know there were, uh, you know there was a fair number of shots uh, directed at Skinner and a, and a fair number that got through. But I wasn't going, oh oh, oh my goodness, another grade A opportunity or what we're taught, what we call now the high high danger. Um, he had to make some saves for sure, but the volume of shots didn't bother me. They seemed to be in control uh, for the most part, and what I like, what I'm seeing from them. Uh, And I don't know if it's coffee because I don't know what coffee has told them. I know he's told them to jump into the play uh, when they see fit on the other end. But they are packing that box, if you use a football term, uh, in front of the net now. You want to go in there and get a puck, you're going to have to get through some bodies and some sticks uh, and some elbows. And I tell you what, that wasn't always the case here. And I'm noticing that part of it right now.
0: Well, there was two plays last night. Uh, there was one time Vincent Deharnais, um basically just took Kock and Yemi and basically just said, okay, here you go, and just moved him right out of the shooting lane and allowed a point shot. The guy wound up, and then Skinner just skates up and was like, oh, that's easy, I can see that all day long. And Edmonton did that a few times. They are infinitely yep. tougher and, and more engaged in front of their net than they have been in a long time
3: and that goes for virtually everybody um big strong guy like day Harnay, you expect that from him because he's got that little bit of of edginess to his game but i'm not seeing anybody uh you know turn the other way we're not you know we're not going to have you know evan bouchard turn into a uh a real crusher back there but everybody's going to the body and you know Kulak is a, is a sneaky guy. He gets in the way. He'll knock you on your can if you're standing around uh, his goal crease. And, and um, yeah, the whole, the whole group is is very good. And the mix right now um, is good. You know, when you're playing, if you're going with the six, um, it right now it it just looks better. Oh,
0: without question. And Philip Brober goes down to the uh, the minors as he should be right now. Uh, he needs to play. He's going to play Robin in five days, 60% of the total minutes he played in two months in Edmonton. Because he's going to play three games yeah. and he's going to play 20 minutes a night, probably more. Right? He might play 22 minutes a night. So that means that's 66. So that means 66%. Because he basically played 100 minutes in Edmonton in, in two months. This, you know, to me, I know there's some people always a boss, but I just think he hasn't played enough. For anybody to know how good he can be, he's 22 years of age now. I, I want to see Broberg, because it might take him a while, maybe I'm wrong, but it might take him a few games or weeks to, to just get up to speed again because he hasn't played so much. But I would expect Broberg to be dominating games in the American League, just building his confidence, playing in every situation, and then if you get an injury, you can call him up. And if you don't get an injury, then he just dominates all year long. And then next year, with another 50 pro games under his belt – You know, it's it's a it's an easier conversation in my eyes, especially if he's dominating the American League to say, okay, maybe that's when we look to make a switch on the third pair and open up a spot for him. But until then, there's no reason to do it.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I think you've got to be mindful of of that timeline. And you just mentioned it. You know, bust? No, he's he, he hasn't proved anything yet, but he hasn't had a lot of chance to prove anything. He's also not 25 or 26 years old. He's early in his development. He can go down there. He's young, he's strong, and he's smooth. And why not play 22 minutes, 23, 24, even more if that's what it takes, over the course of a long run down there. You don't get better by sitting around uh, looking down. I mean, the paycheck's nicer up here, uh, but you're not really gaining anything by sitting around and not playing. Guy like Gleason, if he comes up and and sits, not knocking the young man, but that's okay. Um, Gleason, Gleason can sit. He had a couple of impressive moments in preseason here, but you know, Gleason is not Broberg. Get him down. Get him playing. Get him feeling good about himself. Blow out all this stuff that's that that's you know led to you know the discussions about whether he wanted out and this and that and the miscommunication and a lot of it's just frustration when you get a young player. A player says something, or an agent.
0: lost Brownlee, so uh there you go just uh
3: just in time we had
0: to cut him off anyway so uh there you go is uh is uh well he hasn't hearing it does he have a speaking aid i'm not sure no i'm kidding but uh anyway i i look at the orders and right now you know what there's there's very few things to be concerned about now there is one thing that is still an issue and i think all of you know what it is right everybody knows what it is Who's going to spell off Stuart Skinner? Now, the way the team is playing in front of him, it will make it easier, whether it's Pickard, whether it's Campbell. All right, I, I'm guessing that, and like when I look at the schedule right now, Stuart Skinner's in a little bit of a, on a roll. I'm going to play him tomorrow night for sure. And I think I'm going to play him against New Jersey as well. And then the backup, whether it's going to be Pickard or... Or I'll recall Campbell, one of the two. I don't, doesn't, I don't, you know what? I don't, I don't really care at this point who it is, but you have to believe that because if you don't have faith that your backup can just be solid enough for you, just don't lose you the game. Well, then you got much bigger issues. So that's still the one, the major concern for the m We can talk about guys, you know, hot and cold. You're going to have lots of players. Like, you know, McLeod went what 20, well, 25 games without a goal. Now he has goals in back to back games, right? So, you know, you can see things change quickly that way. Lots of the rest of his game was actually quite good. He just wasn't scoring. But the backup goalie, they just haven't had consistent play from any goalie. Now, some would argue, hey, Jack Campbell had a higher save percentage than Skinner before he went down. If he plays behind this defense, maybe he can be a 900. Maybe he's not going to be 943. And trust me, I don't expect Skinner to be 943. They don't need him to be 943 long term. But Jack Campbell... I don't know. We'll see. Calvin Pickard hasn't played in a while, and Campbell has played. So I wonder if that factors. But remember, if they do recall Jack Campbell, then they have to send a forward down, and they got to go back to 12 forwards and seven defensemen. So that's another factor. It's not just a Campbell for Pickard trade. It's a Campbell for Pickard and Gagne or Ernie, whoever uh, you want to send down. So keep that in mind. It's 3 o'clock. Get to the uh, con man, a sports 1440 update. We'll update you on the uh, month of giving as well. It's brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home with the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter. Don't wait. Book today at LegacyHeating.com.